At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is the D.C. CityCast with Frank Hanrahan, presented by Bet Rivers. Monday, Monday edition D.C. CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Frank Hanrahan from VEASAN. Hope you had a decent weekend. Plenty to get into on the show today, including uh, Davey Martinez must be so pissed. Like, he's left with scraps, man. Nats got embarrassed. Phillies sweep them out of Philadelphia, and now the Nats are at the Cubs. We'll preview tonight's game. We'll also get into the Commanders, still wearing those old practice uniforms, still wearing the burgundy and gold Redskins pants. And Carson Wentz was throwing ducks on Saturday night. Cause for concern. That's the big discussion this week because we've run out of things to talk about when it comes to uh, football. But at least they finally have a preseason game on Saturday. It's like it's time to actually see them in action so we can start making our assumptions and decisions about what to do. When it comes to uh, gambling on the commanders this year, if we dare even to do that. So we'll get into the Commanders. Uh, that's also straight ahead here on the DC CityCast presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Hey, calling all baseball fans this week, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for same game parlay bet and gets on all professional baseball games. Create your ideal same game parlay of over three legs and receive up to three fifty percent profit boost. That's right. Get a 50% profit boost when you place qualifying same game parlay wagers this week only. So head on over to betrivers.com 
or download the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app for more details. Presented by Rivers Casino Portsmouth, must be 21. Playable in Virginia only. Gambling problem call 888 532 3500. Let's get things rolling with uh, finally some uh, Commander's preseason action. I don't know about you, but I'm actually sort of excited about the first preseason game for the Commanders. And there are a lot of reasons to it. We can finally see them in their uniforms. Now, I took my kids to the zoo on Saturday. And before I go off on a rant about first world problems, let me, well, I will, I'll just say it right now. There used to be a time when you could just go to the zoo whenever you wanted and walk in. But thanks to gun violence, thanks to the pandemic, you now have to like go online and get a pass for the zoo, right? It's free, it's still free, but you got to go through security. You got to get your ticket um, scanned or whatever. But right then and there on Saturday when I had to do that, again, big first time world problem, I understand. But it was like, man, I used to love just being able to roll up to the zoo just walk right in, see the animals, walk right out. Now it's like you got to get your – well, I actually didn't check your bags. But you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it's a big complaint about nothing. But it was just nice. You walk into the zoo. Anyway, my point is I'm walking into the zoo, and I saw for the first time ever, and I probably won't forget, I saw a guy in a commander's uniform. It was a Jahan Dotson uniform at that. He's number one. And I said to myself, well, there you go. There is a commander's uniform. And I'm not trying to pile on here because I have in the past. But this was the maroon top with the yellow trim. So this is, yeah, maroon top. And it looked hideous. I'm not going to lie. I was not blown away. I wasn't like, oh, look at that uniform. Wow. That's a brand new uniform. Man, it pops. No, it was. Oh, God, that's hideous. (laughs) I hope the pants make it look better, but there's no way in hell. Not that I buy uniforms anyways or jerseys, but the color scheme is terrible. So that was my big takeaway from seeing my first commander's uniform on a fan. May look different and will look different on an actual professional football player. But I was like, man, that that doesn't look too good. You can be your own judge, but that was just my first takeaway from seeing a commander's uniform on a fan. Dull down burgundy, McDonald's yellow. I don't know. I I don't I don't like the look. And this is again, this is the maroon top. We'll see how the other ones look, but First impression, not great. Speaking of first impressions, did you see the video mock-up of Carson Wentz throwing on Saturday night in that practice at FedEx Field? Actually, I was surprised. There were a lot of dedicated Commanders fans out there, so kudos to them for showing up. But the way that Carson Wentz was throwing the football on Saturday, I could see why some folks were like, "Uh uh-oh. This could be a problem. He's not throwing the ball with any zip. They're ducks. They're wobbling. Now we understand he's got new receivers, new team, new scheme. It's going to take some time. I've said this here for weeks. I'm not worried until that first preseason game. 
And good. Ron Rivera said, hey, Carson Wentz is going to play. How much time? We'll find out sooner than later, I guess. This week he'll say how many um, how many snaps he's going to take. Maybe he plays a quarter, quarter and a half. Who knows? But we will get to see Carson Wentz. And I think clearly, <clears throat> excuse me, that's because Ron wants to see more of, of Carson in actual line of fire, so to speak. He needs to see his starting quarterback play somebody else besides his own team. So that's good. How many preseason games he's going to play? Who knows? But at least we have that to look forward to this Saturday. We get to see their big prize possession that is being brought in to salvage this franchise at least for a year. We get to see where he's at. I did not like the pickup of Carson Wentz based on his prior stops and what we saw him do in Indianapolis and with Philadelphia. But he's got a clean slate, so I'm not making any judgment or rash calls yet until I see him in an actual preseason game, which, by the way, at Bet River Sportsbook, Commander's now minus 3.5 over the visiting Panthers, total 36.5 come Saturday at 1 o'clock. Practices, to me, are for mistakes to get your kinks out, to work with your new players. That side is not that hard to understand. But you need storylines, right? So you need folks to watch practice and to say, oh, well, that pass wasn't so good. That one's so good. Now, coaches will tell you, and I give this to Ron, this is why we practice. This is, this is the point of it all. You can start judging me come preseason and regular season, specifically regular season, even the preseason. You can argue that that is for working out the kinks, right? Making the mistakes, getting those things out of the way. So I'm not all panicking and screaming and freaking out and running for the hills because Carson Wentz didn't look good in a particular practice. And let me say, those passes in the video mock-up that I saw, yikes. Not good, but we all have off days. Can't have off days on Sundays, man. And now we all know NFL, high levelist of football. Everything is scrutinized. Every practice, every throw, every play, they're videotaping it, breaking it down in session and classes. So you know Coach Ron and his offensive geniuses are, are telling Carson, all right, bro, we've got to sharpen this thing up. Got to sharpen it up. But again, that's what the purpose of training camp is. This is training camp. So give them a little bit of wiggle room until. (laughs) Now, opening day, what is it, 34 days away? 9-11 against the Jacksonville Jaguars. If he's not hitting and he's looking like he did against uh, his own team on uh, Saturday or whatever they were doing, they were just doing throwing drills then it's time to absolutely run for the hills and panic. But I'm not doing it just quite yet. And yes, we are going to wager on this preseason game on Saturday. We'll get into that a little bit later on the week. But my early lean right now is taking the commanders at home. I mean, they're new brand spanking new uniforms. (laughs) They got to win, right? Got to win. But we'll talk about that as we get closer uh, to the season and, uh, or excuse me, to the game. And at Bed Rivers, there's a whole market on 
the upcoming season bets. And right now, still to make the playoffs, plus 175, not is minus 220. So there's some value in this organization. And look, everything has been sort of relatively quiet outside of the some of the players that are injured and not participating in practice. Outside of Carson Wentz not looking very sharp. Their owner finally testified. We haven't heard anything about that just quite yet. But right now, everything seems to be calm, and that's good. Calm is good. And if there's calm, there's no outside noise. There are no no distractions. The team can finally focus on winning football games. And that may sway me a little bit before the start of the season. Like, they won seven games back-to-back years, right? Seven and nine, and then seven and ten. And the more I think about it, you know, they won seven games with Taylor Heineke last year. Is that an indictment of the rest of the league? Or there are some good efforts by Washington? If they bring Taylor Heineke back this year, the over-under on wins is probably, what, five and a half? But they did upgrade, to their credit, to some degree, they did upgrade at the quarterback position. So you would think, even though the total is at seven and a half for next year, wins, you would think this team has more wins in their back pocket than than last year. You would think that, right? And that's why it's so dangerous to look at the win total of seven and a half and go, well, what, what is it that they know that we don't? Because things are relatively quiet. Their defense is supposed to be good. They've got some weapons now on the offensive side of things with their rookie, Dotson, who apparently is looking good. McLaurin's inked. He's a beast. Running back, still questionable, but they've got some reliable veterans and some rookies. So it's, again, it's a total toss-up. But you would think they would at least get more wins in seven than a year ago. But we will find out a lot on Saturday. First preseason game against Carolina. That's at FedEx Field. One o'clock kick which I'm not so sure about you, but good Lord, today at 1 o'clock, it was hot as cannonballs out there. Absolutely sizzling. Although I think the weather is 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 going to be okay for this weekend. And when I say okay, I mean like in the 80s and humidity is not going to be so bad. Still going to be hot, but uh, it's not going to be like it is today. So we will find out a hell of a lot more come Sunday. One o'clock kick at FedEx Field against the Carolina Panthers. When we return here on the DC CityCast presented by Bed River Sportsbook, got to get into the Nationals. What a disaster of a weekend. We chatted about this on Thursday or Friday like the Phillies were, were licking their chops going. We've got the worst team in baseball for four in a row. And Philadelphia took full advantage. We'll discuss the weekend. We'll preview the Cubbies for the Nats. And you got to feel bad. I'm watching a Davey Martinez presser, press conference going, oh, God, this guy must be pissed. That and more, DC CityCast, presented by Bet River Sportsbook. I'm Frank Hanran from VEASAN. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is offering new customers a deposit match up to $250 when you sign up today. 
In addition to their welcome bonus, Bet Rivers has daily and ongoing promotions that can provide extra value. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today to sign up. Presented by Rivers Casino Portsmouth, must be 21, playable in Virginia only. Gambling problem? Call 1 888 532 3500. All right, the coolest thing I saw over the weekend, now the dude has been doing it for a long time, but. The uh, New York Mets and Edwin Diaz does this uh, fantastic uh, entrance when he's called out of the bullpen. Doesn't need that uh, bullpen cart, baby, but uh, he plays this fantastic song. I uh, forget the name of it, but uh, I mean, I YouTubed it and everything, was playing it over and over again. Uh, something about trumpets, but it's like the best entrance ever for a relief pitcher, and it made me think, like, when did the... Um, the uh, entrance of a relief pitcher with a big song really come into play. And I don't remember specifically like in real life, but obviously Major League, if you ever saw the movie Major League and Ricky Vaughn and his Wild Thing entrance was really intimidating. Now, I don't recall back in the days, yeah, you had music for pitchers and they'd come in, but... You know, to have an actual song for that relief pitcher to come in and get the crowd all amped up. I can't recall prior to Ricky Vaughn out of Major League if that was a thing or not. Need to get my baseball historians on here to talk about that. So anyways, there was this video on Twitter. It was just really cool to see. So apparently the company or the network in New York, they don't go to break between innings if they know that he's being called to the bullpen. And then they follow him from the bullpen, like into the mound with crowd reaction, music's pumping. It really is quite a cool spectacle. And it's what baseball needs for for these younger people like me to, <laughs> to really get juiced about a relief pitcher. So if you haven't checked it out, just Google Edwin Diaz uh, entrance Mets and you'll see it. But it got me thinking like before Ricky Vaughn uh, and making it sort of the, the thing to do. Uh, on the big screen and then folks started imitating that with a song and uh, the relief pitcher coming in to close out the game and again think about this like the relief pitcher back in the days it wasn't that big of a deal back when folks tried to go the distance when it became specialized 60s 70s maybe the 70s this is actually a good little historical discussion if we can find somebody who's good on that to get on to to chat about the relief pitchers and uh, the yeah and the music and the entrance and all that good stuff. So, anyways, I thought that was that was really cool. Now, unfortunately, the Nationals not cool. They are losing the exact same way almost every time. Like Thursday and Friday, it was down six nothing before the game even started. And I believe on, no, it was on Friday, I said, I'm a little leery of taking the Phillies because Josiah Gray is starting. So I took under nine on Friday. And I looked up, and it was already four zip in the first inning. (laughs) Josiah Gray was getting just hammered. Home runs out the yinging. There were three homers in the first inning. But that number was there for a reason. Thankfully, I got out of there with a push. 7-2 to was the final. And I almost had the gosh darn 
under except the Nats scoring a putrid run in the in the ninth inning. But nevertheless, it was literally the same script every game. Nats starters suck down before they know it. Ball game's over early. And they get swept out of Philadelphia. And here's the other thing. They had Patrick Corbin on Saturday. He was down six zip before he knew it. And for the second time this year, taken out before he got out of the first inning. And apparently, up until this season, Patrick Corbin had never been pulled in the first inning. And now he's done it twice in his last three starts. And here we can go back to it. And we will. I thought to myself, Patrick Corbin is another example as to why the Nationals did not sign Juan Soto long-term. Because the ownership looked at what they're paying him for his production. They go, we've got two years and $50 million left for this guy? 16-game loser? Can't even get out of the first inning anymore? He's owed $50 more million over the next two years. So you got Strasburg making money doing nothing except rehabbing. And you got Patrick Corbin struggling majorly, and he's making $50 million over the next two years. So he's got two years left on his contract. So that's not even including what they're paying him now, and they're getting nothing from this guy. I saw some funny tweet that said you're better off putting out a pitching machine throwing 80 miles an hour than Patrick Corbin. So there are so many elements and factors as to why Juan Soto wasn't signed. I'm just suggesting this is another one of them. Where they overpaid for a guy, helped you win the World Series three years ago, and now he's on the scrap heap. Shouldn't even be pitching. But yet, because they're paying him so much, they're like, all right, what are we going to do? And they stuck with him so long in the first inning the other night. I was like, when are they going to pull this guy? Please. It's painful. And then there's Davey Martinez. I've seen his post-game news conferences. He just looks like so defeated. They are 36 and 74. And this is a guy who used to preach about bumpy roads lead to beautiful places and all that stuff. These roads are not even bumpy, friend. I mean, they are. it's like a sinkhole in a road. You ever seen those videos, sinkholes? Scary. And the Nationals, that's where they are right now. It's a massive sinkhole on the interstate. And not bumpy roads. They're big-ass sinkholes. And they're going nowhere. So one has to wonder, okay, you just trade away your superstar, trade away your future for all these young prospects. Your GM's talking about retooling. Well, if this is part of the deal of retooling, then I don't want to have any part of it. Like, how long are you going to have to suck for? How long do you have to give up 13 runs 12 runs, 11, like they weren't, they got outscored, you know, whatever it was this series. It was ridiculous. You're trotting out a subpar representation of your organization. It's just not fair to anybody. And it's not fair to Davey Martinez. I wonder if he had any say at all when it came to the trade like Mike please at least give me something right now to work with because if you're trading Soto away for all these prospects you trade Josh Bell away for all these prospects I got nothing I have nothing right now to play with so for Davey Martinez and his future 
I'm thinking he's got to be a little salty. Like, okay, I have one more year left on my contract. They picked it up, but that's it. So am I part of this rebuild, retool? I don't know. I would be hot if I was him. And you can sort of tell he's annoyed. He's irritated. He has nothing to work with when he has to stick with Patrick Corbin for so long because he can only go so many players deep with his relievers. Like, his his rotation is, is, is no one. You got Paolo Espino. You got Annabelle Sanchez brought back after two years out of the majors, basically. You got Eric Fetty, who's hurt. Josiah Gray, who was up until his last outing, the only bright spot in your rotation, and he got just absolutely doused with fire. So if you're Davey, you're, you're, you know, his heart may not be in this thing for the long haul either. Like the writing may be on his wall. Like I got one year left, bro. And this is not the best way to go out with no talent surrounding him to help him win games. Now, it's fantastic you won a World Series. Absolutely. But by when this is all said and done for him, his win-loss percentage is not going to be great. <laughs> Remember when he brought camels to spring training to get over the hump? Well, now it's like, my gosh. I mean, the hump. There's not. It's not even a hump. It's like a massive mountain to try to get over. So I thought about Davey this weekend. I thought about what would he be thinking right now? With no one in store, you're just literally playing out the string. Like, what is the goal now here for the last, what is how many, they got a boatload of games. What's 74 plus 36? 10. So they got 52 games left. Like, what, what, what are you doing? What's, what's the point here? Which turns us to tonight's game against the Chicago Cubs. Checking out the uh, line at Bed Rivers uh, Sportsbook. Let's take a look, see here. MLB, you just click on that bad boy. First pitch tonight, 805 from Wrigley. It's about right. Cubbies, who are not good either, well under 500. It was just a few years ago. I thought they were the next big thing, but they fizzled out quickly. Well under 500, but they are favored big time tonight. Cubbies minus 195, Nationals plus 165. Total tonight. Is just eight runs at Bet River Sportsbook. Uh, pitching matchup for you. It is Annabelle Sanchez looking for his first win of the year. He's 0-4, a 7.65 ERA, and he's opposed by another righty in Keegan Thompson, who's uh, 8-5, a 3.48 ERA. He's got 87 strikeouts, excuse me, 83 strikeouts and 87 innings of work. Um, Cubbies are at home. Nationals are reeling. And like I said, this is... Um, this is the classic spot where we bet against the losing uh, team that has lost so many in a row. <laughs> now the Cubs, forty-three and sixty-four. Um, they they uh, just took two or three from the Marlins, but before that they had lost uh, five in a row. So they're not hot either, but at least. They're not as bad as the Nationals are right now. So we'll take the reeling. Uh, we'll, we'll go against the reeling Nationals tonight. We'll put a pittance on the Cubbies at minus 195. And that total sort of stinks, right? Just eight runs? Like, 
The Nats obviously know, like, hey, guys, the last few games we've given up a boatload of runs. Let's try to keep that down this, this time around. Now, Annabelle Sanchez is like a junk baller, old school, late 30s. Um, likes to mix things up. Will that keep the Cubs batters at bay? I don't know. But the number being eight just makes me wonder, okay, why is that total so low? Because the Nationals... Let me tell me. Let me tell you how many runs they have given up. <laughs> so all total, by the way, they've lost uh, five in a row. One, two, three, four, five in a row. Yep. And they lost thirteen to one yesterday. They lost eleven to five on Saturday. They lost seven to two on Friday and five to four on Thursday. So you see, it's gone five, seven, eleven, thirteen. It's going up and up and up and up and up. But yet. The total tonight is only eight runs. That makes me a little hesitant to take the over. Now, if you were going to take the over eight, it's minus 103. The under eight is minus 117. So they think Thompson's going to pretty much shut down the Nationals' bats, which, let's be honest, who do they have to hit? (laughs) Nelson Cruz still there, Victor Robles. To look at Thompson's uh, total strikeouts. Um, he is over four and a half strikeouts. Over, I mean, the total is four and a half. Over is plus 117. Under is minus 157. Annabelle Sanchez, his total is four and a half as well. Over four and a half is plus 120. Under four and a half, minus 162. Because the number is set at eight, here's what I'm going to do personally. I'm going to take. I'm going to take over four and a half strikeouts for Annabelle Sanchez. A little value at plus 120. And I'm going to take the Cubs uh, minus the 195. It's going to be a good sweat, but I'll take the Cubs minus 195. Nationals reeling. um, And we'll take Sanchez over four and a half strikeouts. Does that make sense? Yes. All right. Before we put a bow on this, DC City Cast presented by Bed River Sportsbook. I'm... Just seeing this uh, tweet from Sham Sharania of uh, The Athletic and the saga of Kevin Durant. Now, I'm a full-on proponent of uh, bringing him to D.C., but when you keep seeing stories like he wants to provide an ultimatum to the Brooklyn Nets about... um, Either it's me or Steve Nash. Let me get the actual. Uh, um, the uh, tweet. Uh, where is it? Of course, I can't find it now. Um, come on, bro. I'll just put in Sham Sharania in the search. Okay, so here it is. All right, this is the uh, tweet from Sham Sharania. Sources, in a meeting with Nets owner Joe Tsai, Kevin Durant reiterated his trade request and informed Tsai that Tsai needs to choose between Durant or the pairing of general manager Sean Marks and coach Steve Nash. <laughs> like, what is up with this guy? I mean, do you want this headache as, as, as talented as he is? Of course you take that risk. <laughs> 
But something just ain't all that right with him when, look, part of the deal in being a professional athlete, right, and doing things the right way, is there going to be some hiccups and dealing with people that may not see everything exactly the same way that you do? And when you have a former, again, and this is another thing, it's not like just because Steve Nash is a Hall of Famer that he's going to make a great coach. There are differences, absolutely, and that's why uh, it always tickles me when players get pissed that, hey, well, this coach didn't play at such a high level. Well, we have a guy who played at the highest level and isn't a great coach, so it swings both ways. You don't have to be the greatest player to be the greatest coach and vice versa. Like, oh, I need somebody who played at that high level that can relate to me. Well, here you go. Here's your opportunity. So there's nobody's ever happy, and there's always going to be issues, and you just got to figure it out. Kevin Durant is not having any of that. So it's clear if there's nothing that he doesn't really like, he's moving on to the next thing. Like, ah, I can't deal with adversity. Ah, you got to get rid of this coach. And that's crazy. He's a Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. So, like, what is Kevin Durant doing? He's got to figure it out. But, of course, I'd still take him. But these are just little red flags that we've seen along the way. Continue to pop up. I've talked a lot about legacy here. What is going to be your legacy? And for Durant, He's just not helping his cause. It's not helping your cause. And I, I like, what is it? What is so bad about Steve Nash that just makes you go, I got, I got to get this guy out of here or their general manager. Sometimes it's, you got to look at what are you doing in this situation? Right? So there's, I'm sure there's going to be more about this moving forward. But I just thought it was absolutely hilarious that this is another episode in the days of our lives of Kevin Durant. Just can't get things straight. And his circle clearly, you know, maybe these leaks are intentional. I don't know. But uh, if you're feeling that way about a coach or a GM, how is this going to be any different in your next stop? He just keeps leapfrogging to the spot that's perfect for him rather than dealing with certain situations, figuring it out, and understanding this is all part of the deal. Apparently, that is not the case for Kevin Durant. But again, come on home. Come on home, Katie, to D.C. All right, so again, we're going to take the Cubs, and we're going to take over Anibal Sanchez strikeouts. I think I'm eight for my last ten or something with a push. So I'm on a pretty decent streak here. Do me a favor, follow us at J. Frank Hanrahan at uh, Bet Rivers at Vison Live. I appreciate you. Have yourself a uh, good Monday. We'll chat tomorrow. DC CityCast presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. I'm Frank Hanrahan from Vison. See you.